0: Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Well, uh, hello and welcome back. I should say I should welcome myself back. I've been traveling for uh, a few weeks and uh, I'm really excited to be chatting with you. I um, didn't know what to call this episode when I first started thinking about it, and maybe it'll change as I go into post-production of this, but how to mindfully travel in a sympathetic nervous system triggering world is what I thought of. Um, Got to experience a whole lot in the last couple weeks, and I wanted to share some of that with you. Uh, First, thank you to the patrons um, who are listed below. Uh, This program is uh, completely ad-free uh, and I like to offer that as an ad free service and, um, it gets kind of just really paid and sponsored by our patrons. So if you're at all interested in, you know, or you find any value in this content, I would love to see you on the patron page. Um, you can get in as as easy as $2 and that just kind of gives you access to the extra content. Uh, those who leave a little bit more, they get special gifts from me, um, here and there. Um, I think at the $20 level and I think you can choose how much you feel like you want to donate. So um, I have some goals this year and you'll see them there. One of them is uh, getting into my van and traveling and, and meeting with more people one-on-one, uh, getting out of Southern Utah and uh, just meeting people one-on-one. But that does require me to have a mobile studio and um, and then just lots of training. So the patrons who uh, have contributed uh, really supported me going to my last excursion here, which I'm just getting back from from Poland. So, some of you may have known that already from previous episodes that I just went to Europe for uh, for a retreat um, in the mountains of Poland to to spend some time um, with the Wim Hof Method group, and I'll share a little bit more about that uh, maybe in previous um, and next episodes. Uh, I do want to chat about. Today is just really about how I got there and how I got back. So um, I do have a few retreats coming up, and I have posted them in the show notes. Uh, One of them um, is in March, and that will be, uh, both of them actually are at Homestead Ranch here in southern Utah. Uh, One of them is a ketamine-assisted therapy retreat I'm doing with the friends at uh, Satori Health and Wellness. You can uh, find tickets on their page. And I've posted that link down there. Uh, So much fun. We had so much fun at the last one. Only a couple months ago, and it was a a full group. And really looking forward to introducing this to others. If you're in that realm of social work, uh, mental health, uh, you may find a lot of value in in the psychedelic-assisted therapy world. And I would love to share that with you in our upcoming retreat. Uh, We do a lot of work as it comes to education uh, with ketamine. Um, We also um, do some other things that are just retreat orientated, you know, group dynamics and intentional setting of spaces and so forth. It's a really an amazing, amazing, amazing weekend. And it's in a beautiful location at Homestead uh, Ranch in Southern Utah. You can message me if you feel like you want to ask some questions about it, if it's right for you. Um, The next one I'm doing is in April. And again, I have the, the link below. Uh, depending on when you're listening to this, the, the tickets go on sale on the 26th of January. And this is a retreat I'm doing with my friends at Expansion Retreats. We are calling it Transcend, um, <laughs> kind of giving a little play on words. And it is an art and meditation retreat, uh, kind of the, the West Coast uh, brother or sister to the Evolve retreat we did last year, doing it with my friend Anya and Veronica. And it is going to be at Homestead Ranch also another amazing opportunity to get into nature to meditation to get into art even if you don't find yourself as an artist um, we have lots of education around uh, creating art and facilitation in creating sacred spaces yoga uh, meditation breath work uh, cold immersion uh, just a lot of things that are going to be happening and the tickets go on sale next week so if you're at all interested in traveling getting into nature and really kind of creating the best you possible this year, I highly recommend a retreat. Now you can try all year long and have some activities, but really the way that I find is the the fast forward button to the best self uh, is by getting away from your normal patterns and moving into something that's very intentional. And both of these retreats will set the stage for that um I have others that are going to be coming uh I just haven't posted them yet some other things I'm going to be doing once I have um the all clear from um from some of the the training work that I've done so that I can offer that to you and so just look for that in 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 some future episodes that are coming up um so let's get right into the to the uh to the episodes well actually one more one more uh, um announcement I do have a breathwork course coming up so that breathwork course um, is on Insight Timer, and it's called Breathe to Manifest Miracles. It is starting on February the 4th, and I'll post a link to that. Uh, you can do it on Zoom, you do it on, um, uh, on your own leisure, or you can do it live. And it is breathwork meets manifesting techniques. And it is the second go around that I've done this, and I think it's just getting better and better every time we do it. So I'm really excited to offer this. Um, on that platform. I do also offer uh, free uh, one-on-one coaching that can be done on our live sessions. So you just join in them. It's a free app. And then I also offer paid uh, mentoring opportunities, one-on-one coaching, um, the group sessions and so forth on the mentoring tab of Insight Timer. So lots of stuff happen in there. Lots and lots of stuff came back with some really cool things that I'm going to be making some meditations with that'll be posted on the Patreon page uh, and also on Insight Timer. So you, you can look around for all kinds of new you know, sounds and, and sound journey stuff that I'm putting together, guided breathwork sessions and so forth that'll be on both those uh, platforms. So let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. So how to mindfully travel in a sympathetic nervous system triggering world. Well, today I kind of break the the session into into four sections. Uh, one is perspective. And the other is uh, second is truth. The third is our patterns, and fourth is creating ease. So I'm going to start with my my own update here, and just kind of tell you about what my trip was about and. First, I want to start with the word mindful, and I kind of created an acronym around it. And this, um, the M, uh, moment-to-moment attention. Moment-to-moment attention. What does that really mean? It is I guess maybe being a little bit adaptive, but just keeping your, your sights in that particular moment. It goes into the I, which is you know, in the here and now, or being present in the here and now. The N, non-judgment. Uh, Attitude, the non-judgmental attitude about the places, the things, the stuff, um, where you're at, just a non-judgmental attitude. D, detach yourself from your thoughts. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper, that storehouse of thoughts that you have all the time and just kind of detaching from that, maybe spending more in the moment um, rather than what your mind expects you to be to in the future or maybe where you've been in the past. F, uh, forgive and just be grateful. Forgive uh, the fact that you may not be on time for some things. Forgive others for not being on time for things. Forgive them for being maybe in their thoughts. And just be grateful for where you are. The you unconditional acceptance. Lots of stuff is going to happen as you travel. And unconditionally accepting them is going to be a requirement. (laughs) Not just kind of a nice to have, but a requirement. L is listen more than you speak. Listen more. Be an observer. Isn't that what the program is about? Right, observing and listening, and listen more than you speak. So, let's get right into my update. I traveled to uh, to Europe, and to do so requires a few things, including the notorious COVID testing. So. Um, there was some uncertainty around it. Uh, it certainly wasn't uh, straightforward. Uh, you, I booked with one airline, but it had a partner airline as the carrier. And then, of course, I had the trainings requirements for COVID. And you have maybe even hotel requirements for COVID. And there's all, there's all these different requirements, and none of them really easily line up. So I took a test one day, a PCR test. But I knew that it would only be good to get me on the plane because I had two days worth of travel before I got to my final destination. So I had to take another test before I left and I had to wait, await the results while in transit um, because they take usually at least a day. And I've seen some other like rapid PCR tests and so forth, but I really needed the one that took uh, about 24 to 48 hours to get back. But it had to be no more than 24 to 48 hours old. It was it was quite exhausting to try to figure all that math out, which just basically meant take several tests. Now, one of the requirements also was that I bring a home test with me. so I uh, got on Amazon and there was a, I guess a backlog of those. So uh, luckily, I did that way ahead of time and and had one to take with me, planned the the flights, packed the luggage, and left. Now, I'll tell more of the story as we go through. The details here, but essentially, I learned a lot. (laughs) I learned a lot about what's important and what's not important. So let's go right into the perspectives from this. I found that a vaccination card is a nice to have item. Now, this may go against your personal belief systems, and I will tell you, me too, but that vaccination card whether it just be a piece of paper can be the catalyst to allowing you to sit in a restaurant. I found that out. I didn't, I, where I live, it's not a, a put in place, but there's many places around the country where without that card, even though it's just a piece of paper could be the reason why you don't, you're not allowed to sit in a restaurant. It could also be the reason why you're not allowed to rent a hotel. And so you got to keep that in mind if you are not vaccinated, that um, you may have some challenges that that I had to experience also, Uh, an experience where you cannot sit down and where you cannot rent the hotel. And especially if you're with a group of people, um, it could create an environment where you have to make some changes and be adaptive. So now there's lots of ways to go about that, and, and I'm not here to tell you um to change your perspective on vaccination um this is that is a very personal very very personal um, topic and you get to decide you get to decide what you want but know that your choice does come with consequences either way i also found that even if you are not sick you are coughing if you're coughing now we're wearing these masks all day long right and they create a, a humidity barrier be, behind the mask, and depending on the kind of mask that you're wearing, um, you could have some coughing. You you know even if you if you're eating because you're eating quickly, and you could have some coughing. But it creates some alienation, and I I watched others react as I had a cough here and there. Uh, people immediately assume the worst, right? So this is again, these are all just perspectives that I'm that I'm noticing that I'm. Feeling like I got to be careful if I even cough, um, because people assume that there's a problem. Now today's whole podcast is not on COVID, but I wanted to show you these are these are some of the the perspectives that I saw. That panic mode, panic mode is another perspective that sometimes we get in this this habit of rushing, or creating these these this need to be somewhere, do something. I, I notice this as I go through the airport, like where we want to catch that quick train. We don't want to wait for the next one, or we want to get to the gate really, really fast, or we want to make sure that our luggage is exactly where we need it to be. And all these panic mode uh, reactions of rushing, uh, they really do a number on our, on our nervous system, and they put us into a very sympathetic nervous system state. Now, I've talked about this in some of the the breath work that I've offered on this podcast and, and in other platforms. But in doing so, you got to keep in mind that you're a, when you're in that that sympathetic state, you're also not digesting. That is one of the the functions of the autonomic nervous system is it starts to digest your food. But when you're in that panic state or that fight or flight state, the food that you're eating at an airport, which Let's be real honest with each other. is is probably not all that nutritional anyway. At least at the airports I visited, um, it seemed like it wasn't prepared with a whole lot of love and very uh, mass-produced food um, with lots of preservatives. And it, it didn't seem to be all that nutritional in the first place. But even if there was a little bit of nutrition, if you're in that fight or flight state, you're not going to digest it. You may not. You may not use the restroom for days because you're in a sympathetic state. This of course affects your heart rate. It also affects your sleep. And if you're flying like I did, I think it was 39 hours in transit, something like that. And if you're not sleeping, you're not digesting and you're not eating well, your overall health is going to be affected. So just keep that in mind as you travel. Now, also a matter of perspective, language. In my travels, I went to countries that speak, I think four different languages is is kind of what I counted in my travels. And where you are, that language is the primary language. It doesn't matter if you are what your role is in, in at your place at home it doesn't matter your status it doesn't matter any of that but if you don't speak the language then you need to humble yourself in a way that um, that puts you at a at a level to learn and that's all, i found that even though english is my primary language and i speak a couple other lang- other languages very uh, minimally but that I had to humble myself and in a way it almost puts you not in a place of dominance anymore. You know, even if you are the person purchasing, even if you are the person wanting to rent that hotel, even if you are the person getting in the taxi cab, the person who is local really has a kind of a, an authority because you're in their space and you're, spent you know should be speaking their language but if you don't it's not something you can just pick up all of a sudden i don't speak german and i found myself in germany and i needed to be very very humble as i was trying to make conversation with my driver so keep that in mind that you may want things accomplished in a certain way and you may need to change the way that you communicate What I mean by that is you may have to write things down. You may need to communicate using your fingers. You may need to go into some of the most simple communication activities in a way so that you can communicate with others. Now some truths. (laughs) Take extra time in everything that you're doing. Slow down. This is a very simple, very easy thing to do. And we find that we always want to be rushing, right? We want to get to that place. We want to do that thing. We want things to work out according to us. But if we are rushing, we make mistakes. You trip, fall, there's accidents that happen. Simply slow down, breathe mindfully, watch where you're walking. Also give yourself time for self care. Now, self-care means something to everybody it means just things differently but what i kind of mean by that is give yourself time to to find some movement whether that be uh bringing a yoga mat and just doing a little bit of movement in the airport just kind of getting into your body there's some there's some airports that actually have yoga studios or spaces um i went and found a space in the denver airport it's not a yoga studio i think at one point they had one but i had a, a longer layover there and i just put down my mat and I found a space that wasn't in the common area and did some yoga. And no one bothered me. No one, I mean, I'm sure there was some onlookers, but there, it was a perfect space for me to get into self-care and just a little bit of movement. Your breath. You can do that anywhere. And I know many of you, when you hear breath, um, you think I'll have to do a specific breath work practice. Well, yes and no. You don't need to do, you know, three rounds of this with this particular amount of time for it to be considered breath work. What I I mean by breath work is by creating a staple in your day, whether that be before you eat, before you travel, as you're feeling stressed, to move yourself into that parasympathetic state while traveling is a huge service you can do to yourself. Massive, massive. Just take a little bit of time to breathe, even if it's just four breaths that are balanced. Eating comfortable meals is another form of self-care. Like I said, the meals in the airport, I know they try, but they are all very mass-produced, and I find that they lack flavor, they probably lack uh, nutrients, uh, vitamins, and and so forth. I was not impressed with any meal that I ate in the airport. I know there's some other options, um, maybe if it's going into one of the restaurants or so forth, but most of the quick-serve stuff Is not going to serve you that great, but you need to eat something, right? I'm going to get into this as as it goes into our areas of ease, but having snacks is is certainly a good thing. Maybe just protein bars and uh, different, you know, nuts and fruits and stuff like that, that will really help you to get by Um, because certainly the airlines are not serving you really nutritious meals. I haven't had one in a long, long time that I was like, "Yes, I would eat that again." I haven't had that on a, on a, on a flight, and uh, I have been very disappointed in, in in the meals that I've had in airports too. So, be that be be in mind when you have an opportunity to eat a good meal, something fresh. Take advantage of it. Taking time to meditate. Now. You spend a lot of time on an airplane. If you're going internationally, you have so much time to meditate. Putting on headphones and just drowning it all out and being in your breath and using that time to, to listen, to listen and not think so much, not worry about the details, just, just be there and think. We have to be flexible I don't mean the movement part of flexible. We have to be flexible in the way of change. I saw many people's plans according, even my own, didn't do them work out according to plan. You know, my plans changed uh, on the way back. very much so. I had to to leave Poland a day early and had to make some changes through my flights and getting Airbnbs. And I think my own mindfulness and my own patience is really what what was the saving grace. I'll tell you one little story. I was I was in Denver uh, on the way back this time, and I watched a lady approach the gate. I could hear her coming though from, from maybe gates and gates away. Oh no, please no. Oh no, please be no. I I heard her from gates away, and her her gate had closed. Uh, she was trying to get somewhere, and her gate had closed. Uh, there was delay in flight, uh, We can that can be expected this time of year with needing to de-ice the planes and you know bad weather and so forth. So she was quite upset and I watched her go into a full-blown panic attack. Uh, this included coughing and wheezing and crying, uh, paramedics had to be called, multiple backup staff had to be called, creating, well creating a scene um for others who then became kind of empathetic for them you know and we're like oh i wish i hope she's okay but then yet remember what i said about that coughing it creates alienation so others were like oh i want to stay away from her i watch people get up and kind of move away from her because they thought she was sick but she was really just having a panic attack and couldn't control her breathing her nervous system was then in charge not Uh, Not herself. Her her nervous system was saying, I'm taking over and I'm putting you into this full-blown panic attack because you can't get home today. So what do we do in those kind of situations where things don't work out according to plan? Well, we need to be flexible. And even if that means you're not going to be at work the next day or if you need to have help with your children or if there's something that needs to happen with your dog or something at home, know that everything is working out. Everything is working out for you. And when you take that kind of mindset that says everything is working out, even if this plan is changing, everything is working out the way it's supposed to, you'll find yourself in a place that you feel much better about the outcome. Rather than worrying about the small details, you're looking at the overall picture. Now as you're traveling, I'm gonna tell you that it is really good for you to get out and walk. Even if you don't have an agenda or an excursion or places to go, just get outside and walk. This means going to see some of the sights, this means you know looking around, and this means being a part of the environment in which you've been placed. It also means kind of finding an appreciation of that culture. Now I, I tried to do this. I didn't have a lot of time, but when I was in Prague, I just went around and walked, walked along the river, walked to the park, saw some of the the architecture, saw some of the you know statues and glass shops. And I wasn't planning on buying anything. I didn't have an agenda of where I needed to be. Well, frankly, it was really just to go out and get food, but to just to be outside really felt good to find some movement, which was a form of self-care for me, and um, it was really kind of saying I've I've arrived, so I didn't feel like I was on the run, and I think this did a lot for my nervous system. Taking a you know just taking a shower and being in the Airbnb, knowing that I have a home base and that I can explore, really created a sense of ease that I probably wouldn't have felt otherwise. I would have felt as though I was trapped in a foreign city and with nowhere to go. However, as you get out, I want you to keep in mind, another kind of maybe a, a truth, is be aware of your surroundings. Just be aware. It's good to, and I kind of go into this in, in a little bit, but having a snapshot of a, a map on your on your phone because you may not have uh, coverage, uh, cell phone coverage. I was having the darndest time trying to keep connected to uh, roaming uh, cell providers and it just wasn't working really well. Just So just having a snapshot of your local area and where you plan on walking is really good idea. Just open up your maps when you do have service. Take a snapshot. That way you kind of know the roads and then you can sort of find your way back. It's kind of like going back to basics, right, where we had the maps we'd roll out or unfold out. But having that is going to be really good. Just be aware of your surroundings, where some major landmarks are that may be close to your, your place where you're staying the big one for me was being flexible with my diet. Now I eat completely plant-based and I would say if someone were asked me, I'd say that I'm vegan, but I had to be really flexible with this on this trip. And you may to, need to also. Now for some of you that being flexible might be a health risk and so don't be that flexible. But if it's simply saying I don't eat cheese, you might have to be flexible especially when there's a language barrier involved, uh, especially when you can't sit at a restaurant without a vaccination card, especially when there's not a lot of options, depending on the time of day. Now, I had to. I had to go into this particular place, and I ordered a veggie pizza. Now, a veggie piece, a slice of pizza, great, but it still had cheese on it. I would not typically order that, but it had to be flexible, go home, scrape off what you can, do what you can. I had the same thing happen on the, air, on the airplane where there was no vegan options, zero. There was uh, cheese-filled tortellinis and it was, you know, different, different ice creams and so forth. Uh, you can choose not to eat things, but remember, is, what is it that you're clinging to? What is it that you're clinging to? Are you clinging to the idea or is it something else? For me, it was, you know, I wanted to stay to that idea that I'm, yeah, I'm vegan and that's what, this is the way I eat. However, I also didn't want to go hungry. So we have to not cling to those ideas so tightly. I think I heard this story about somebody clinging to an idea like it was a hot lump of coal. You cling to that hot lump of coal and yet you burn yourself. So clinging to the idea that I will not eat anything that's not vegan could leave me starving. recommendation here with uh, Truths is to support local businesses. And what I mean by that is, yes, you you know, going to local cafes rather than trying to find, I thought it was interesting, there was a KFC everywhere in the Czech Republic. And uh, I don't eat the KFC, sorry, KFC, but um, I could have easily done that. But supporting local cafes and like this local pizzeria was a really great way to to kind of immerse myself. Also, know that we have this great tool (laughs) called Airbnb and Uber, and they exist in a lot of, especially in the cities, and they're everywhere. Um, This keeps it really easy for currency, so you don't have to worry about exchange rates. And you're also helping local economy, and you're helping those who are are very much local. I found some great Airbnbs for great prices and Ubers that were well-priced and I felt much more comfort or a lot more comfort in, in using that as options. And also felt like I was kind of helping the, the local economy. Be patient. Uh, we all, we've heard this. We've heard it from our, probably our, our family and friends and different times when we need to be patient. But things do come up as you travel. I, I found myself in security checkout lines, um, check-in and checkout lines going through customs, finding delays here and there. And I think my priority was really just my nervous system. Being patient is the best maintenance you can do on your on your nervous system. Don't worry about how fast the line could move. Don't worry about when your flight is going to leave. Just be patient with it all and watch it all unfold. That's, that mindset will help you to not be a reactor. And again, moving us into this space of observation where we can just appreciate it all. If you miss a flight, you miss a flight. If you don't catch a train or a cab, that's what happens. It's hard sometimes when you feel like you have this agenda that you need to keep. But when you feel like you're very non-attached to that outcome, that's when you can sit into patience and really just enjoy where you are. It kind of goes back to our, our mindful acronym, the I, is in the here and now. In the here and now, just be there in that moment and enjoy it. Uh, gratitude. Gratitude is something that I, <laughs> I actually had a very, um, an explosion of gratitude as I was leaving Prague Um, I had to take another, you have to take another test to get on the planes, depending on your nationality, you have to take a test and depends on what kind of test and how often, you know, what kind of it is and how many hours before you're leaving and so forth. But so I had to take a, um, the standard, I think to get back into the States, the antigen test. And I had been exposed to a whole group of people who were tested positive. Uh, so I was a little bit concerned, uh, but I didn't want to let that worry me. And at that moment, I just kind of, I did a, a focus wheel. And those who are interested in what that is, it's just a, it's a, a manifesting technique that I teach in my Breathe the Manifest Miracles course. And if you're interested, I can, you know, click the link below and you'll see it. Um, you can join that course and learn a little bit about it. But basically, I did a focus wheel that had to do with my own cells being healthy, that my body was healthy, that anything that was into me, um, that was affecting me, would quickly leave and it was manifesting health essentially manifesting help so that i was calling in a miracle really i was calling in a miracle and i said in that moment that i needed that negative test because i did you know needed to get home i wanted to get home i felt as though i i should get back to the united states and in doing so calling in that miracle, I surrounded it with things that I'm grateful for. And we can do this on a daily basis, just surrounding yourself with gratitude and and surrounding yourself with statements of gratitude to support that that you want. When you do that, the whole universe conspires to make it happen for you. When you call it out and you need it, the universe says, yes, I'm on it. And don't doubt the process just be a part of it and call in gratitude now what i'll tell you is <laughs> all these different things that i'm that i'm kind of listing are all wonderful and great and we need to follow the rules as we travel and we need, we need to you know kind of be aware of everything that's happening but know that you're going to be tugging an extra passenger with you and that's your luggage and we we find ourselves all over the place and we want to pack everything that we need. But I'm going to tell you that your best option is to pack light. And I'm going to get into this in the next section. Um, But you need to pack light. You need to pack something that you can probably carry. Uh, I had some wheels on one of my bags and they worked. But in the cobblestone streets of Prague, uh, wheels are not the best option. They're not the best option for for that environment and having a backpack and packing light would probably be a better alternative. So moving into section three of, of this, how do we travel internationally? And I found that there's a lot of patterns that we need to be mindful of and maybe even eliminate disconnecting from those patterns. And one of those is kind of, we mentioned briefly was the need to scroll, we, we tend to do that when we're bored or when we're nervous or when we're looking for information. We tend to scroll, scroll, scroll. And, you know, that technology hasn't been available for all that long. Now, a lot of things are moving to it and we need to adapt. However, when you're in a place where there's no connectivity and you really need to work on your nervous system, scrolling is not the answer. Your breath work, your meditation, your being in the moment is what's gonna help you with that. Not what's happening on your newsfeed. Not even searching for answers on on a on a search engine. Really just being there and being adaptive is gonna be what's gonna give you the answers. The need to to text or to email anyone, uh, I'll tell you a little story. <sighs> I watch people as we land immediately turn their phones on. And from my perspective, I find myself getting kind of annoyed hearing all these conversations happening before the plane that even left the runway. People automatically, I'm here, I'm doing this, where are you at? What's going on? And people texting and, and doing emails and needing to be part of business conversations. When, again, if we go back to our our acronym about that the m being moment to moment attention moment to moment and just being there maybe with watching the flight land and maybe you know getting off the plane before we make that instant reaction to to do something i spent almost 2 weeks without responding to an email and unapologetically unapologetically said, yep, now I'm back in. I can respond to those. Text messages went unread. And it may be hard. This may be a whole massive change for you to be able to, to go from I'm a constant communicator to being one who doesn't respond. <sighs> that was me. I like to be able to get back to people and say that I'm reliable, but I had to let that go, be unattached to that and the need to be electronically connected. Know that you may not have Wi-Fi all the time. The whole time I was in Poland, yes, there was Wi-Fi, but there was also a bunch of other people on that same Wi-Fi network, thus making the internet inaccessible. It was not accessible. And instead of fighting it, trying to get on at different times and trying to be a part of it, I just simply said, this is a time where I'm not going to be uh, connected. And that's okay. That's all right. Practice nine attachment also, these, these patterns that we have, for me, my pattern was um, my hygiene and my cleanliness. I even uh, found myself wanting to groom in the way that I groom at home, and you can't do that. When you're traveling in, in uh, limited capacity with your things and stuff, to have your makeup, your hair done, your beard perfectly groomed, um, is going to put an added stress on you that might be really, really difficult to keep up with. Matter of fact, I came home and I trimmed my beard way down because I was so annoyed with the process while I was uh, while I was traveling that I that I knew that I needed to make a change. So I I did that when I got home, but this. Other things that you feel like you that you need to control, like like your agenda and where you go, be not attached to those. Yeah, it would be great to see this particular site or that particular site, but you're still there. And no matter where you are, if you're in that you're embracing that moment, you're gonna be really, really happy. You're gonna be happy that you're in that moment and experiences are gonna show up that you did not expect. The the final section. So we talked about uh, about perspectives. We talked about truth, uh, patterns that we do, and I want to talk about a little bit about ease. And this is more the things to bring along with you when you're traveling, specifically internationally. Uh, an international charger, you need that. <laughs> you need that, especially um, from America. You know, if you want to charge your laptop or your phones or any any of your any of your your tools you have to have a charger that works in Europe. So bring an international charger, bring snacks, um, and a backpack. Now I brought a backpack, like a small one, so that I could uh, have things with me as I did some sightseeing. So just a a smaller backpack if possible. Not like your big pack, but you know, a day pack. Um, Also a water bottle, hydro flask, or whatever that you like to carry your water in, you're gonna want that. There's going to be opportunities for you to fill up with water on the airplane. They give you water. You're going to have opportunities in airports to fill up. Do that. Um, there may not always be opportunities, and depending on where you are, for to find clean water. I would love to say that I could carry, you know, a a uh, filtering straw or something like that, but that may not be. Um, always available. So whenever you have clean water, fill up your bottle and make sure that it's, you know, that you carry it with you. You're going to want that. Uh, I brought a yoga mat with me, and this may not be for everyone because it is an additional thing that you have to carry. I brought it with me uh, because I like to to have movement as a as a form of self care, and there was some times where I wanted to lay down, and it felt really good to be on something that I knew was mine. Underneath my back, it just felt it felt comforting in a way. Even though it's a little thin, little yoga mat, it felt really good. And what I did is I just I, I traveled with my handpan. So what I did is I just kind of tied it with um, with its strap to the handpan bag, and it worked really well. If you're carrying a backpack, you can easily strap a yoga mat. Just get like one of those little travel ones. Um, I found them really really cheap. Um, I have this really thin one from Lululemon that is amazing and it doesn't take up as much space as my my big one does. And it worked just fine. It gave me a lot of peace of mind laying on the ground and kind of moving into that other piece of self-care where I just needed to lay and stretch and move and add something that I don't think I would travel without. Seasonal items that you should bring with you. Now it's winter right now as I record this and having a jacket is wonderful. Um, I find that a scarf works really, really well for for keeping me warm. You can use any kind of scarf. I have the the Lululemon uh, Vinyasa scarf that is convertible in you know I think I say 13 different ways. But something that that you can use to put over your head, that you can wrap around you like a blanket. Not like a little thin scarf that you're just going to wrap around your neck, but something that you can use as a blanket, as a face covering. Um, that you can wear as a vest. I mean it's an amazing little thing and if you wanted to bring a pair of gloves You can do that, too. I wore socks now as a yogi I very rarely wear shoes, but I actually wore my hiking boots on the plane so that I could wear socks And that was a super lifesaver too on them, you know a 10-hour flight uh, Just to be able to take your shoes off to be able to, to Know that there's some comfort there and some warmth on your feet uh, felt really really good now in the summertime that might be a little bit different where you have a different seasonal item maybe you have a scarf that's like or a blanket but then you also pack maybe a, a change of a t-shirt or you know some shorts if you wanted to have them or something that's 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 comforting to you to be cooler uh, maybe that's a, a hat or sunglasses or something I did not worry about the exchange rate now I'll tell you as a kid I traveled quite a bit. I grew up in a family that traveled a lot. We were an uh, airline family and traveled quite a bit. And I remember we were always thinking about exchange rates and currencies and stuff. And But as an adult, that's not something that you really need to fret too much about. You don't need to really think about it because as long as you have a credit card or even a debit card, I found that my debit card worked just great too, even though check with your bank because they may charge you a a transaction fee for doing international charges. But it, with most credit cards, if you let them know you're traveling, there's not much of a, a change there. And, or uh, or even a, a fee on it. And it works really, really well. Unless you're doing some very local shopping. Um, I think when I was in India, I, I did get some money out because you know no one was taking cards. But um, where I was at in Europe, no big deal. I just used my card and it seemed, it does the, the calculations for you. Um, you can do a little bit of math if you wanted to on your phone, if you needed to know the exchange rates. But I just looked at it afterward and said, okay, so best bet is plan ahead, have some extra money in there before you travel and know that you can use your card to make any of the small purchases, uh, to buy food, to get a, a Airbnb, to take a taxi, to do an Uber or whatever. Just do it on your card. It's let... let let the systems that are in place do the math for you rather than you worrying about it. Now, what I what I did is I took a lot of screenshots. And those screenshots are not just the maps. We talked about that earlier. But I took screenshots of, like, passwords of the Wi-Fi at my Airbnb. I took screenshots of um, important phone numbers, like, you know, my, you know, my emergency contacts and my documents that I might needed, COVID documents and my itinerary um, passwords that you might need. Take screenshots of those and you can put them in a specific folder on your phone. They don't need to be in your recents, you know, but you can, you can even lock it up if you wanted to. There's some, some uh, vaults and that kind of stuff if you're worried about people getting into your documents and stuff. But it's really handy to have them with you should there be a problem. Even picture your passport just in case. And all this is really, really helpful. Your vaccination card. Uh, some countries are um, doing electronic vaccination cards now. And uh, depending on where you're listening, you may have that as an, as an option. But know that if you don't have Wi Fi, uh, you're not going to be able to pick it up or open it up if you don't have cell phone service. So having a snapshot of that is super helpful. Now, I did two things, and this will be my last item about as it relates to COVID, but two things that I did, um, one of which is I brought some hand sanitizer with me, just this little small one to always have because I was touching so many things, right? You're uh, passing documents, and you're touching stuff, and door handles, and just all kinds of stuff. You don't know what you're getting into. So I brought some hand sanitizer. I sprayed it all over every time I was out and about. I think I went through a whole bottle of it just in in route, and then – I also brought those home kits. I think these home kits really are great. They're not super accurate, okay? I mean, they're partially accurate. But what I would recommend is just having that with you. That way you have peace of mind. So if you're feeling like you've been around someone who's been sick or you want to have peace of mind about where you're visiting, you can take a test really, really quickly. They work almost instantly. And at least you have somewhat of an idea. To me, it's not really about the result. It's about the the way that this affects your nervous system. It's about how you feel, knowing the answer. I, when I was in, in Prague and I needed to take a test, I actually ended up taking two, one the day before, and I left, and then one the day of. Really just to be sure, because I had been around so many people who were sick. And yes, wearing a mask and everything else, but it's, it's, it's just this crazy time of the winter, and where you know there's sneezing and there's coughing and there's you know runny noses and all kinds of stuff that's happening and for me it was peace of mind and that made me feel better so I was able to get back took another test when I got back you know just stuff like that and I will tell you that by following these couple procedures it really created a place where I was even somebody even uh, commented to me about how calm I was and how distraught they were. And yeah, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to, to look at yourself, right? To, to look at all these perspectives that we have and to, to distinguish if they are truth or not, to, to break free of patterns, to say I'm okay and I'm not attached to these patterns, and to also find ease by being prepared. Just having a to-do list, or to take list. This brings us into that idea of mindful, that acronym we created at the beginning by being moment-to-moment attention, just being in that particular moment and not expecting the worst, not expecting the best, just appreciating for what it is, is that moment where you're in a foreign place. The I, being in the here and now, and it's a lot like being in the moment, um, but being in the here and now is also sitting with your breath, doing self-care, to not analyze, but watch, to observe. To be non-judgmental, um, to be non-judgmental of others and of yourself, to detach from the thoughts. The thoughts that say, "I'm never going to get on that flight," the thoughts that say, um, this line is way too long. The thoughts that say, I'll never find something to eat. Let's we'll detach from those. Forgive and be grateful. Forgive yourself for maybe some of the, the, ideas, uh, the ideas that you've had about traveling. Forgive yourself about um, maybe some of the things you may have said, I should have packed this. Uh, just forgive yourself. It's okay. What you have is what you have. And be, just be grateful. Spend, spend a few moments, even if it means just writing what you're grateful for. I think I've said this before in the past, but I even have it on my phone. Every day at 10, 10 a.m., it pops up on my phone. What are you grateful for right now? So this is a silent alarm, and you can do that. Maybe as little reminders as you travel, give yourself little alarms that say, hey, remember to be grateful. Unconditional acceptance. Things are going to happen that are beyond your control and you must accept them. Unconditionally, don't judge them, just be a part of them, unconditional acceptance. And finally, listen more than you speak. Listen, you're gonna be in places where you don't speak the language, where you may be at a disadvantage uh, with not having the right currency or understanding the rate. You may be at a place where you don't even know where your Airbnb is. Listen more than you speak. Be adaptive. Go back to like a childlike curiosity. Draw pictures and write on a piece of paper as though you were still just learning to communicate again. It could be really, really fun. Perspective truth removing patterns and creating ease is how you mindfully travel in this sympathetically sympathetic nervous system triggering world of airline travel now what's the overall what's the overall message here should you travel well the answer is yes you should travel but do it in a way that is very mindful and as an observer make good decisions take control of your nervous system and be present thanks for listening to today friends to life as an observer hope this was helpful if you're planning on traveling at all and those who are maybe planning on traveling to come to a retreat here in southern Utah hey this may be a really really an, a nice uh, Hopefully you've taken some notes. If not, you can listen again and take some notes. But those who are maybe planning to come to a retreat here in Southern Utah, this is your to-do list. And maybe you'll be quizzed on it when you arrive. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. And I hope I can see you this year. We have lots happening in 2022 with the way of retreats and workshops. And I am really very optimistic about the future of this podcast, uh, our patrons page. If you found any value in this and you feel like you would like to... uh, to become a patron, yeah, you can do it for $2 a month. Or if you feel like you want to do $20, there's some added benefits there and even have some $100 levels. Or if you feel like you just want to do some one-on-one coaching with me about to get you ready for your trip, I'm happy to do that. You go on Insight Timer and you can go onto the mentoring page and that's where I do some coaching. Um, They have it all set up through their calendar app and um, we can schedule a time to chat. So, very interested take advantage of that take advantage of it i pay for coaches um, often as i know that it's it's really what you need to do to get that perspective because otherwise we we tend to analyze too much uh, and we're really hard on ourselves i encourage you to, to look for good teachers that can help you in this time that is certainly um, challenging on our nervous system that is certainly hard on our bodies and our minds A place to find equanimity is sometimes not alone. Take care, friends. See you on the next episode.